everybody get your motherfucking roll on. I know Shorty and she doesn't want no slow song. Had a man last Hello and welcome to Black Girls Drinking Wine. So today we have a bottle of cupcake prosecco. I love cupcakes. Just gonna point this away from your beautiful faces so no one becomes um, permanently injured. <laughs> okay. Ooh, look at that fizz. Mm. So sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, this is overflow. Oh my gosh. Be careful of the bubbles coming out. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna spill this. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Dripping up. Wait. <laughs> You're dripping all over me. <laughs> Wait, more. More. Give me more. More, more. Give me more. Give me more. Oh, are you saying that song? That was Where Britney. Oh, yes. That it's, was her best out. That was the Blackout. Blackout. I'm sorry. It was the best. Best album of her career. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Britney, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Every single track. That was track. such a major thing when she said it's Britney bitch. Oh. It was like she said the word bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because she wasn't allowed to curse for the first <laughs> 10 years of her career. But anywho. Yes. Let's so, get into this. Cheers, cheers. ladies. Ah. I love a good sparkling wine. Mm. It's very crisp. Very refreshing. It's like a, a grape was just squirted in your mouth. Uh, okay. <laughs> you were about to agree. I was. And I remembered where I was. This is actually like a really light wine. Like if you think about the weight of it on your tongue. And it, it like disappears. Is it heavy it on your tongue? It's, it's not. It's very light. It's floating. It's, it's floating on my taste buds. Okay. I actually really like this. This is a really good bottle to have for brunch you want to make mimosas with your girls mm -hmm. you know i like it i think that's pretty awesome one of my faves i mean i personally had it all of two days ago and it's perfect for brunch or just you know when you're at home watching a marathon of quarters you know it's <laughs> ew you watch that i love that show oh disgusting we'll get into it later all right um I think it's uh, time for... I hear the kettle. Oh my goodness. Here it comes. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Time to make some tea. Time to make some tea. So we're yeah. going to start today's... <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start today's tea time with a round of Jeopardy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so the category is... Shout out to Pose. The category is... <laughs> Reality TV quotes. Okay. Here's your clue. This reality star told a friend, quote, ever since I started using guys, I started feeling so much better about myself, end quote. Oh, what is the girl from WAGS? <laughs> Stella, do you care? I know to go this for the commercial. Point. Can I get the quote again? Okay, here we go. How does it happen in Jeopardy? It happens in my Jeopardy. Quote, ever since I started using guys, I started feeling so much better about myself. I End know quote. this quote. I know this quote. What is the Claremont twin? <laughs> That's, That's a, a good, good one. one. <laughs> 
that's yeah, a good I don't, one. I'm going to have to say I don't know. Mm. What is I don't know? We were looking for who is Cardi B. And the oh, show yes. was Love, Love and, and Hip Hop New, New York. York. Yes. Cardi Legend. B was only on there for one season. And my God, did she make such an impact on <laughs> pop culture? Oh, you're on... still it. <laughs> I, I just believe in giving people their props. I'm sorry. Cardi B deserves. No, I agree. I was just talking about her yesterday. I was like, Cardi B is the winner of everything. She wins yeah. everything. Yeah. And also, guys. What? I just think about, like, the role men play sometimes in, like, diminishing one's self-esteem. Steam. And then I think about the idea of her saying, well, I'm just going to use these motherfuckers, and I feel great about myself. (laughs) Just, like, turn it on its head. Like, I just think that's great. Sounds like a great plan to me. Goals. All right. So, moving on. Common defense ex-girlfriend Serena Williams. Okay, so, yeah. Fill me in on this. What What's... Okay. So, oh. So, Common was stopped at the yes. airport by TMZ. Yes. And um, basically, they were asking him about how Serena Williams is... She, like, she says it. I'm the most tested athlete in the sport. And they were just asking him his opinion. And he straight up just, you know, defends her. And he says, um, quote, if they're testing her more than anyone else... It's a reason for that. And there's conscious and subconscious. And I would say conscious is the fact that she's a black woman and they're looking for some reason to be able to take her down and discredit her. But she's the queen. Absolutely. Can we just... Could have been your queen. (laughs) But you know what, though? Like, in this day and age where black men rarely take the time to defend us, I'm going to say cheers to Common. Thank you. Common, you win. Thank you. Like, it's the least you could do. Just, you know, build a sister up. No, definitely. And as shit is true, there's definitely racial bias in the fact that she is being tested more than any other player, male or female, in the sport of tennis. But however, when Mary Sher- what is it? Maria Sharadult, whatever her name is. No one cares. No one cares. Maria Sharaflop. Yeah, basically. And was found to be, like, doping. We've welcomed her, not we, not even at this table, but the sport has welcomed her with open arms, no, like, no issue. See, everyone seems to have forgotten that there was even a scandal. Exactly. Yeah, I just feel it's very unfortunate. I mean, when you're black and great, there are so many targets on you, let alone when you're just black. Mm -hmm. But when you're black and great... God forbid. God forbid you're great at something. Ugh. Like, they... Like, people of other colors are just so intimidated by black people, especially black women. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why. It's like, I'm not concerned about you. I'm just trying to do what I'm doing. I'm just good at it. I'm great. And, and you can be mad. Yeah. And Serena just, I think, spends way too much time being attacked. Yeah. Like, this makes me think about maybe this was a month ago or two months ago where she was at a press conference and one of the reporters asks a question about um, how does she feel about uh, Maria Sharapova being a model or something like that. And it's just like... Why would you ask me that? Why are you asking? They're not even in the same category, but no. also, like, Serena, I'm, I'm sorry that, like, 
you've been brainwashed to think that only European standards of beauty are relevant. But I'm sorry, Serena Williams is a beautiful woman. And besides that, who gives a fuck what she looks like? Who gives a fuck what Maria looks like? Serena can kick anybody's ass. Like, that's what it's all about. Literally. And it doesn't matter that you could be one of the greatest tennis players or greatest athletes of all time. You are still held to this Eurocentric standard of beauty, of performance, of how you should be. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. I could not think of a standard I'd want to meet less. And it's also because she's a woman. LeBron does not go through this. Exactly. He's just allowed to be great and people leave him alone. And walk out with his merce and he's fine. Yeah. I mean, he was wearing legit coochie cutters at that press conference. (laughs) (laughs) Do the best. Do the best. Do the best. shorts out of his nuts like I almost expected him to be doing the butt like they were were so so short leave him alone he's fashionable he is he he takes risks good for him yeah he's confident my god (laughs) (laughs) moving on to our next tea time topic so last night as I was pre-packing for Beyonce hallelujah I came across this show where Charlemagne the Not God was on. (laughs) It was called MTV Catfish, the trolling version. So basically the show is about people who troll on Instagram. So it's like whenever you go in the comments and all those people that say like just really stupid, like low, bald, dirty things. And you're like, who is this person? Mm -hmm. So they like, have these like instant famous people confront these people that are always trolling on their Instagram page or Twitter page. So last night's episode was based on Cam Yonce and Rolling Ray. And <laughs> who's Cam Yonce? I don't know. I've never heard of him before, but I guess him and he's just always talking about celebrities and okay. I don't know. I've never heard of him before, but he has like 14k followers on Twitter and so does Rolling Ray. Mm, they probably bought them. Maybe, <laughs> but Rolling Ray got it got them on a show. So Rolling Ray is in a wheelchair, and they're both gay black men. So I mean, can they're both very effeminate? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Cam Yonce's dad recently passed away, and Rolling Ray wrote a comment under one of his pictures that. His dad passed away because he was gay, and that's why his dad left him because he doesn't care about. Like, just wrote like several comments in regards to his dad's death. That's so awful. So they confronted him, and this Ray Yante guy was just not apologetic at all. He was very like, "I'm not apologizing for that." I was like, "He was like, you came after me," and he's like, "I came after you because you talked about my dead father. He just passed away," and then. Cam Yonce gave a whole sap story to one of the producers, and then when they came back, he, like, went back at it. He was like, he's like, yeah, I'm in a, wheeling, a wheelchair, a wheeling chair, a wheelchair, <laughs> and I've been bullied. And they were like, okay, we're going to bring back in Cam Yonce. And then Cam Yonce comes, and he's like, well, you know, I'm going to, like, and then Cam Yonce threw water at Rolling Ray's face. Whoa. And then Rolling Ray was, like, rolling towards Cam Yonce, and, like, they had to break them up, and I was like, 
<laughs> I was like, this is getting really low and dirty. I was like, I don't know how much more I could watch, but I really want to see how this plays out. Oh my god, the visual. Like, there's social media, like, oh, I'm hard at social media, so I gotta be hard in There's a life. lot of social media thugs. <laughs> like, there are. And then, like, seeing Cam Yonsei and Rolling Ray, I'm like, y'all look like bums. I... <laughs> I know that I'm supposed to take this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> However, what are you all, about to say? All that I can keep thinking about is this episode is going to make the most amazing gifts. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you one tomorrow. The group chat is going to be so lit now. Rolling Ray trying to fight Cam Yonsei after he threw water on Rolling Ray's face. And the people had to break it up. Yes, there was a guy, like, they, like, legit was breaking up the fight. And I'm like, wait, is there a fight? <sighs> but I, I just kept watching. I was like, this is trash. But I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Oh, my God. I, I, All yeah, right, well, keep me posted. I will. I'm going to watch the next MTV episode. MTV just needs to stop making reprograms. It's my, they make subsets of programs. Of programs, but like I don't need to see like another like road rules fucking real world challenge like road rules fifty. I remember watching that and like when I was like real world Las Vegas was the ghost shit. Oh my god! Trishel when Trishel got mono, and that was why I didn't even know what mono was. I thought she was gonna die. They were like she got mono. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna. I didn't know what I was like. 14. Oh I was like, my God. She, she's gonna die. She has a dying Michelle. disease. And then she thought she was pregnant. Yo, that was the best. That season. was the best. Real- and then there was another one, but I can't remember what it was. Seattle. Oh, because they had two black people. No, three. No, three. They had three black people. <laughs> yep. Yo, that was. Yep. I have not seen a real world episode better than Las Vegas in Seattle. No. Yeah. New Orleans was pretty good too. Yes, New Orleans. Yeah. I don't think I ever watched New Orleans. It was the guy, David, and he had that one song. Wait, was it the one where it was, like, <laughs> controversial, like, he was dating, like, a white woman or something? No, that was the yeah. same Las Vegas. It was the one, bla- the cute black guy. Oh, yeah, and he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steven? Mm-hmm. I can't remember, remember his, his name. name. But he looked like the guy from Save the Last Dance. No, he was dating Erlon. Oh. So, while we're on the topic of this stupid-ass show and Charlemagne, according to Ming, not the god... I feel very strongly about his whole existence and this uh, kind of ignorant uh, black male like perspective that he has about everything, whether it's disrespecting transgender women, transgender black women, disrespecting women, making jokes about consent and rape. I just don't understand why he continues to have a platform. Mm-hmm. I will not be supporting and have not supported anything that he does. I think the problematic uh, non-melanated people that support him um, is the only reason why he's able to have a platform or a show. Um, his podcast, I think it's called Brilliant Idiots or something, where his co-host is also another non-melanated ignorant idiot. Um, I just don't understand how this kind of, uh, like, I don't even know if to call it broy, but just like, just really like dumb, like, oh, I don't know anything, so educate me, but because I don't know it, I'm going to still say the offensive shit, because I don't know, you know, because I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any, like, specific examples of what he said in the past? 
I mean, what has, what has he not said? It's kind of just like the way he just talks about women. I remember like a few years ago, and this is kind of, I think, what's kind of the issue is now is that he was talking about an experience that he had with a young woman who was underage mm-hmm. on, I think it was either on the Brilliant Idiots or some other show. And he was trying to explain how it doesn't, how it wasn't classified as rape. And just from the content of which he was explaining what happened and how it went down, just this sheer disrespect for this woman's consent, for this young woman's body, that was all I needed to hear to not listen to the show anymore. He operates on this platform of, I don't know, so can you inform me? But it's like, you do, you, but you, you do know. You have people come into your show to inform you weekly about different things, and you still operate on this platform of, I don't know. And I feel like a lot of black men, and I've said this last week, within this entertainment sphere, operate under this context of, I don't know, so therefore like I can say what I want because I don't know. No, motherfucker, you know. So just to be give you a specific example, mm-hmm. basically in that um, interview or show that he was doing, he talked about um, uh, being younger, and I think the girl was 17 or... Uh, she, was she was 15. Okay, she was underage. And he got um, Spanish fly and took it and gave it to her and put it in her drinks. What's Spanish? And it's basically like like a drug that will like knock you out basically. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of saying the story and like, I didn't know anything back then. I was an idiot. I took it too. And then we woke up the next morning and she was like, did we have sex or whatever? And he said, yeah. And then because there were other men around, she, he said that she basically said, um, oh, well, I'm glad it was with you. That's rape. Like, he tried to normalize rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's rape. Mm-hmm. She was drunk and passed out and couldn't consent to sex. So, yeah. Or I, or was that the story of, of his wife? It was something like that. He but has yeah. a wife? He has a wife. He has a wife and a, and a daughter. I and a daughter. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he just discussed me. His platform discussed me. People who shared that same mindset discussed me. He just is a disgusting individual, and I feel like there's literally, it makes no sense to waste time with people like him to explain why these things are problematic, why these things are wrong, and how continuing this mind, this way of thinking is dangerous to the community that you're trying to represent. Yeah. He's disgusting. I, I, I'm, yeah. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if eventually it came to the point where, like, he was muted in a way or his deals were taken away. I, I think that it should happen right now, but I just wouldn't be surprised because I'm I'm sure someone else has a story to tell about him. Absolutely. It's only a matter of time. Like he's constantly just like just even talking about him is like getting me angry. Like I can't it just because like personally I know so many men like this where it's like yeah. I'm just going to talk to talk and kind of like just act like I don't know anything. But you work in like media and entertainment. It's your job yeah. to be informed. So I don't understand how the fuck you can operate, have like a daily morning show and a podcast where you just say, oh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's all like part of his shtick, his shtick or whatever. I I don't think that he is as um, ignorant as he makes himself out to be. 
He's There's just no way that. And he... Andrew Schultz can burn in hell, also. Yeah, disgusting. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, to the main topic. It's all about hair care. Black girl hair care. Let yourself I'm going to have so much fun out. editing this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're so annoying. <laughs> so, Mickey has some beautiful dreaded locks right now. It's black at the root and it turns into a ombre brown. Um, the color is 30 if you go to the hair store. Color 30, 1B. 1B root and 30 at the end. So it's kind of a side swoop. So it's swooping on her face so she keeps doing this motion of swinging her hair. I'm giving you Beyonce formation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're about to fall. I almost, you do. I think I hurt my neck. How does she do it, guys? <laughs> Anywho, so we're talking about our favorite topic, hair care. It's my favorite topic to talk about. Um, one of our first points is going to be why black girls should not be afraid to wash their own hair. I have a question about this. What's your question? Are there black girls that are afraid to wash their own hair? I was afraid to wash my own hair for many years. Wait, as it like someone with a relaxer or? Just as a black person, you don't do your own hair. You go to the hair salon every two weeks. I never went to the hair salon like that. Me neither. Wait, okay. Please tell me more mm -hmm. then. What were some of the things causing this like fear? Well, I had a relaxer. So okay. everyone knew you're not allowed to get wet. And then I just had a ritual of every two weeks, yeah. whenever my roots would get a little fuzzy. I didn't know what it was called. I was just like, okay, my roots are growing out. I'm going to get it relaxed. And I would get my relaxer back, and then that would be it. And it's like, you don't, you just don't touch your own hair. Because you don't have the product, you don't have the shampoo, you don't know how to blow dry it. Like, it's not going to come out right. You don't have the time, it's a lot of work. And it's like, you just don't do it. Like so, you don't touch your hair. So it's like, it's a fear of causing damage to your hair, basically. If you like have a relaxer. It's the fear of the unknown. Like, if I wet it, how am I going to get it straight again? Mm. And then also, like, the only time I did my hair was in between relaxers is that I flat ironed it, which is damaging it more. Yeah. But, like, I would never wet it. I would just flat iron it, curl it, anything, wrap it, mm -hmm. until I went to the hairdresser again. I I have been natural for 20 years now, which yeah. is insane to me. Like, I made the decision to go natural yeah. at a really young age. And I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But I felt like I had to kind of take ownership of taking care of my hair because it was just like relaxers were... I just don't think I, I, I just have the hair texture that is going to, like, really... Take a relaxer. Be submissive yeah. to the chemicals in a relaxer. Because I like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My I just have very stubborn coarse hair. And and as an adult, realizing that that has a lot to do with the porosity of your hair. Yeah. And I don't know what end of the spectrum yeah. means what, but I know I'm at the end of the spectrum of that. It's the point where the hair is like, oh, you tried it, but yeah. I'm going to be back <laughs> sooner than you think. And so... 
when I was six years old, I had my first relaxer. Just Oh, wow, that's but, young. It's young, but it's because, I mean, my mother just did not know yeah. what to do with my hair. And I remember as a kid, my mom, you know, her hair, she would maybe go to the salon like once a season and get the relaxer and then that was it like she could go and get like a wash and set and it yeah. would look like she just got a perm but I just didn't have that kind of hair yeah. my hair was just like no I'm not I'm not doing this like yeah. fuck you, lay down for what and so it would be straight for like a week two yeah. weeks max and then it would just go back and turn so I was like I'm I don't see the point in having yeah. relaxers and stuff so I didn't have the experience of being like afraid of reversing the effects of a relaxer because yeah. my hair would already already do it on its own. It would just it it was yeah. just it would turn back immediately. <laughs> um, so that's why I was asking that question because I yeah. I wanted to get like a a deep. So I I understand the idea of like if there's a set of maintenance that you're doing, you don't want to disrupt that, and also you don't want to. Cause you don't wet your hair. Damage to it. I mean, I never knew what would happen if I wet my hair. I just knew that I would, like, you don't, like, don't wet my hair. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to remember hearing you guys talk about relaxers, how old I was when I got my first relaxer. I have no idea. I got mine in second grade before I went to Guyana. Because I remember when I went to Guyana, my hair was relaxed. And I had long hair. Like, my hair, oh, my hair was the length of Mickey's locks. So that's right, um, right under the boob. Yeah, like my hair was ridiculous. I remember one that's time long. a nest of ants exploded in my hair before. Like what? that's how much hair I had. Like I guess I had walked under. I remember as a kid I walked under a tree or something. And when I got home, you know the flying ants. Yeah. Like I saw them. I was like, where is this coming from? I started like going, like touching my hair, and all of a sudden it's like all these little flying ants were coming out. Wow. Of my hair. Like I just had like a lot of hair. Yeah. Um. And like doing the whole bending over the tub and the hot iron, I was just like, I'm gonna die. Like, and then all the just for me commercials kept coming on, oh. and I was like, Mom, I need this. And it was like, just for me, J U S T F O R M E, just for me. I remember I had the cassette that bought the relaxer. It came with the song on the cassette. Yeah, that was such a good commercial. Oh my god, terrible commercial. Sure. Um, I yo, I used to get the just for me relaxer. Yeah, same. yeah. Same. Oh my god. And I, I trying to remember like I don't remember how old I was when I got my like first perm, but I remember for myself like I have crochet braids currently, but my hair, my natural hair, is very fine and it's very frizzy. So when I would get a perm, it would stay flat, but my it just made my hair even thinner. Um, so like it was weird to me. I was like, this doesn't feel like normal. Mm-hmm. And my mom had permed hair for, like, 20 years. My mom's hair was always shoulder length and, like, you know? Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. So it was either my mom would either just braid my natural hair or was, like, braid or had, like, braids or something like that. But even having, like, a protective style, like, you're not really taught to take care of it in that way. Yeah. Or, like, even in its natural state. Like, if it's not in braids or it's not relaxed, there's, like, yeah. a... And that, back then, like, there were no YouTube tutorials. There were no... There was no curl fest. Yeah. There was no, you know, like, learning, like, what category of coil that your hair or your strands yeah. actually are. Um, and for some people, even now, there still is that kind of thing of being too lazy to take care of your hair. Um, 
not knowing how to take care of it, leaving it to someone else. Mm-hmm. It's still that thing of not taking responsibility yeah. for your hair mm-hmm. or knowing how to take care of it, um, which kind of, you know, breathes into the deeper thing of like that something's wrong with our hair. Yeah. That we have to either have someone take care of it or to the point where we don't need to be informed because someone else will do yeah. it or whatever it is. I don't know if that's as prevalent now. I mean, I'm sure that it is, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely much more prevalent, you know, when we were younger. Yeah. To not kind of just don't be like, yeah, right. Don't do your own hair. Yeah. Shout out to Kiana. Damn. She's like a hair guru. She like, is. I, I follow her. She was growing, she, before she was, a, she's the only person I knew that was able to grow her hair with a relaxer. Mm. But also she did, I feel like she did her own hair. Yeah. So it's like, and then I was like, okay, I'll try to grow my own hair and wash my own hair while having her relax. I was like, this is not working. Because like my hair just like grow and I'm just like, okay, this, I need to cut it off. So I chopped off all my hair and it was about 0.5 of an inch long. Yeah, and then I it was wore, so cute. I remember. I, I thought mean, I it wore was wigs so adorable time before I like revealed. Even Miami, I was still wearing wigs. I remember. Yeah. I just was not comfortable. I was like, "What yeah. the fuck is this?" I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? I really love that wig you wore, Miami. I love that wig too. I've been trying to find it. I can't. Oh, bought no. it, I bought it in Atlanta. Oh, it's a good wig. But yeah, so I went natural, and then I was I would call Kim. I'm like, I'm washing my hair. All these strands are coming out. She's like, What do you think happens when you go to the hairdresser? I was like, I don't see anything. She's like, Yeah, like your hair sheds. Like, it's normal. I was like, Are you sure? It's like my hair's breaking. I don't know what I'm doing. But like, it took a while, and now now it's like every weekend I wash my hair because I'm like I'm so used to it now. Yeah. yeah. I'm like I have to wash it unless I mean I'm going like three weeks. I need to wash it tonight. But <laughs> you know. I got used to it. Mm-hmm. I'm more comfortable, obviously, wearing my natural hair. I go to interviews with my hair like this. Um, but it took a while. Yeah. yeah. Again, starting from the point where it's like, don't touch your hair. And, like, growing to this point where it's like, okay, I can wash my own hair. And even when I talk to girls now sometimes when I was growing it out, they're like, you do your own hair? You wash it? Like, I was like, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, when, yeah. when I had the shaved side and the swoop and it was like blonde. Yeah. That was oh. when I first started doing my, like washing my own hair. I would still go to the salon to get it shaved and colored. Yeah. And I remember once I was in the elevator, the girl was like, oh my gosh, like, how do you do your hair? I was like, I wash it. She's like, you wash your hair? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I just let it. Wash it. That's a very real thing. I mean, yeah. I still have people asking me, like, if for a certain salons, like, for certain things, and I'm like, I don't know anyone who, at least in my friend group, who does, because we all, to a point, do our own hair. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, and I don't know, if, like, a referral or anything like that, or people who just don't take care of it. Yeah. And, um, to me, the not taking care of it is really dangerous. Um, yeah. Because, like, deep, like, deeper than, like, you know, like, not having time or not knowing, um, it kind of, like I said, it kind of promotes the stigma that there's something wrong with it or that it's so different that you, it requires, like, a very hyper-special care. But if you think about it, everyone's hair is different and requires some sort of, like, specific yeah. care. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, to me... It's not that much difference between someone whose hair is like bone straight naturally or my hair which is like fine and frizzy like it requires like a specific set 
yeah. care. But I feel like within our community, the not knowing how to take care of it or just straight up not taking care of it is really dangerous. Yeah. Because it promotes to, again, within to each other that, like, something's wrong with it. And it's so difficult mm-hmm. that you can't do anything with it. It's really not that difficult. I mean, not. I think that, because this makes me think of um, women I know who are transitioning or have transitioned mm-hmm. and are still struggling with taking care of their hair because it's so foreign to them and it's just one of those things where if the norm was just you have your natural hair you don't do anything chemically to it if that was the norm we wouldn't have these problems right like we're trying to basically like retrain our brains into accepting our hair just as it is without applying a bunch of heat to it and chemicals so I think that that also kind of gets in the way yeah, it's of, of the mindset around taking care of our hair. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well That's said. Mm. Thank you Amen. so much. The church said AM. AM. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. Take two. <laughs> no more wine for me. And the church said AM. <laughs> the church said, what time it is? AM. <laughs> So, Stella just opened up a bottle of White Girl Rosé. I strongly believe that Rosé is the, is the great equalizer of wines. It's not just for white girls. Um, my, my dream is that there's a Black Girl Rosé or a Everybody Rosé. How about... All Rosés Matter? Yes! Uh, <laughs> what do they? Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Um, let's get into wearing natural hair to job interviews. Guys. <laughs> I mean, whew, I just started a new job and I remember, I feel like I told you guys this already. You guys heard it a million times. But on my final interview, I wore my natural hair out in like a fro. So I was like, if they're going to hire me, they need to know this is what my hair looks like. Because I don't want no surprises when I show up with a wig, a straight wig, and the next day you hire me and my hair will grow. So I went to go see one of my mentors, who's black girl from Africa, wears a weave, nothing's wrong with it, but just giving you mm-hmm. the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go to see her, and I'm like, because also I'm, at the same time I'm quitting my current job, so I'm like, hey, I just wanted to like, like come with an interview, just want to say like my last days on blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, you went... To your interview today, I was like, yeah. She was like, you went like that? And I was like, yeah. She was like, interesting with your hair. I was like, yeah, like, I became more comfortable with wearing my hair my natural way. Like, it took me a while, but now I'm fine wearing my hair like this. She's like, you know, like, when you meet with VPs and higher ups, you should really put your hair in a slick bun and slick it down than just having it out. And I kind of was like, and I was like, okay. But in my head, I'm like, I still got the job. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, and my boss loves my hair. Um, my coworkers love my hair. They're all white. And they ask me a million questions about it. But, like, no one's ever said anything negative about my hair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is my own person of color telling me something about my hair? Well, I have thoughts about that. Yeah. From my own perspective. No disrespect to my, like, you know, African, like, brethren or sister, but I've noticed that 
that comment that they made about, you know, like giving, oh, you gave background that this yeah. person like wears weaves, that kind of stuff. I often find that for that particular group, they, of course, for different reasons, subscribe to this like Eurocentric like thing of what you're supposed to look like. So the fact that this person came to you from your our own community was like, well, maybe you should like tone it down. Yeah. Of course they would say that because they're, and there's nothing wrong with wearing weaves or whatever, but I just find that like, it's rare that I can go to like someone like that and who's wear, like wearing their own hair or like, yeah. like basically like doesn't look like they're trying to kind of assimilate basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she followed up with like, yeah, I'm just not there yet. In my head, I'm like, yeah, you're not. And I'm like, nothing's wrong with it, but like, mm-hmm. don't try to make me feel bad for mm-hmm. wearing my hair out. Mm-hmm. 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 My sister. I've worn my natural hair, and I I remember um, for uh, actually the job that I uh, did in social services for both of my interviews, I wore a big, fluffy, chunky, lumpy, nappy afro. And no one said anything until after I was hired. And I got a comment from a black person. It's always a black person. In a higher position that asked me. In a higher position. What were you thinking? (gasps) What were you thinking? And I was like, I wear my hair like this. I like it like this. But the what were you thinking? I think she thought she was being helpful. Like, yeah. But it's just like. No, this is my hair. This is my hair. I'm not going to be ashamed of having natural hair. So I've I've been on job interviews with just twists or like a twist out or like not feeling the need to make it look straight and make it look a certain way. Um, But then again, I haven't been in like a, I haven't worked in corporate settings. I think maybe there's also like a different, Mm-hmm. expectation because I think about my sister for example who um, has a relaxer in her hair yeah. and she works in uh, private banking and yeah. she really wants to have natural hair and she kind of like goes back and forth with it because of her job it's like I want to have natural hair I want to have my afro you know and, and she has a really cute afro she's done yeah. it before but the thing that holds her back is thinking about work mm-hmm. and even certain protective styles. I remember when she got braids, she was like, I can't have these in too long. You know, just already knowing what the implications would be in that sort of setting. Right. And That's so annoying. I feel like yeah. other races, I've seen other races come into work with wet hair, frizzy, messy. Like one day I was in a meeting the other day and I was sitting behind these group of girls. I was like, their hair is so dirty and messy. And I'm like, no one would ever say to them though, like, what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Oh, you went to work like that? Like, they would just be like, okay, whatever, since you got to hand a ponytail. Yeah. Like, I remember one time I was talking to this one girl, and I was like, yeah, your hair looks dark. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's dirty. I haven't washed it in, like, two weeks. That's why it's dark. I'm like, if I don't wash, I mean, I have not washed my hair in two weeks. But still. <laughs> like, if I didn't, like, at least, like, take out the lint or, like, wet it in two weeks, like, I would look horrific. Like, mm-hmm. my hair would be, like, what the fuck, Tiffany? What the fuck, me? My hair would be like, what the fuck, me? <laughs> I mean, for, 
<laughs> me personally, I too. Uh, I, for, I know. I, I too <laughs> work in a corporate setting, um, and for me, honestly, the the thing about having natural hair or a protective style is at least the trigger for me is when a non-melanated person says, "Oh, I like your hair," because usually what comes after that Ooh. is an urge from them to touch it. Mm to ask me questions about it. So the thing that I hate actually is when I hear that comment, I just say, okay, thank you and scurry away because I don't want to deal with having to like explain my hair to them. And I hate that. So even if I have my natural hair, a protective style, if it's straight, this need by certain people to inquire about my hair and for me kind of answering their questions to me makes it feel like I'm basically enforcing that my hair is other and that there's something wrong with it so I have to break it down and explain to you like my my hair grows out of my head the same way that yours does so for why you, are you asking me questions why are you yeah why are you fucking questioning me like, no one can go and see you and say, oh, your hair looks really flat today. <laughs> no one's going and saying that. Mm -hmm. Oh, your hair looks like a wet dog. Like, that, that's not something that, like, anyone should yeah, say or says. Yeah, I've never said any of those comments to anyone. But the minute that my hair is different, yes. the minute that my hair is braided, and my, our hair is amazing. It can do so many things. And so, of course, people who don't possess the same hair texture are going to have questions. But when your questions are posed where you feel that it's my job to inform you, no, it's not my job to inform you about anything about my hair. Don't touch it. As far as I'm concerned, for me, in the workspace, don't touch it. Don't ask me questions. Mm -hmm. You can leave a compliment and you can say it looks cute, but like, don't ask me, how'd you get it like that? Or blah, blah, blah. If I don't know you, if I'm not close to you, yeah. you treat my hair as it grows out of your own fucking head. And you leave it at that. It is a personal question Very. to ask. And I will say, the people in my job who are white that I'm actually friends with, it doesn't make me uncomfortable if they ask. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'll say things like, oh, this weekend I'm going to do my hair. Or, like, like, to me it's like, it's not a secret. And so if they ask me, like, oh, you did your hair, like... Or how does it work when you, you know, do that style or whatever? Like, it's a genuine, like, you know, curiosity. But if mm -hmm. I don't Not know you. you, it's like, that's actually, like, a personal question. I don't ask you what your routine is with your hair. Like, do you want to share? Or <laughs> it's just a really weird thing that I wish people would stop doing. Yeah, or you know what? You know what? If you're a white person who has questions, work on befriending a black person first before you just walk up to them and ask about their hair. Seriously. Maybe just, like, make a friend that day. Like, really try and, like, make a friend. Don't I'm just treat so me like a weird stranger who has something weird going on and you're never going to talk to me again except for this moment where you need to know how I get my hair like this. I remember one time I was sitting at a bar with my friend and this Indian guy interrupted my conversation with my friend. He's like, how'd you get your hair like that? Mm. And I'm like, it's just like that. So what'd you do to get it to curl? Oh and my I'm God. like, I wet it. You know? Like, 
this my hair grew out like this was like oh it's so cool and i'm just like what do you want me to say that it's not really like this exactly like would that have satisfied whatever question you had you'd be like oh yeah her hair is not like that it's not hers yeah, but like you, you have, yeah, like we have to go back to your person. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not her hair, guys. Just ask her. <laughs> Just settle the bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's not hers. <laughs> like, what did you? Like, what were you like? <sighs> it's to the point it's so to frustrating me where it's like, if I don't know you, honestly, if you ask me about my hair, you're going to get a curt response because I don't know you. We don't have an established relationship. Yeah. Who the fuck are you to ask me about my hair? Exactly. And I have a zero tolerance policy when white people come up to me that I don't know and ask me about my hair. No one is coming to you and asking you about your platinum blonde hair, your stubble, why is your hair so flat, like, can you do anything else with it, like, why doesn't it curl? No one asks you that. Why don't we just go... We should do an experiment. Yeah, let's just <laughs> like, touch them. And like a person be like, yeah. hey, how'd you get your hair like that? Yeah, totally. It's like and when I... record it. It's like when I go to clothing stores and I walk up to random white people and I'll be like, do you have this in a medium? Just to like fuck with them because they feel comfortable doing it to me. I think we should just flip it around. Hey, <laughs> you look like you work here. Um, I need this in a medium. <laughs> I, like I said, for me... <laughs> It's to the point where if someone at work were to ask me that that I don't know, they would get a smooth either thank you and I would move along or I just won't answer you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, they, like, totally try it. And I'm just, like, I, like, stare at them blankly and, like, blink. And they're looking at me and I'm looking at them and I'm, like. But also, <laughs> also, it's 2018 www.google.com any of your questions about black hair if you don't have a black friend in your life or just if you mm. just have a thousand questions that are ignorant as fuck and you should actually never ask a black person just google that shit just google it google it google is your friend y'all stop playing leave me alone yeah seriously leave me alone so let's get into stuff we love. We love. So. Mickey, would you like to go first? Yes. I also want to say in advance, <laughs> Ming, if you start adding the violin to this when you're editing, I will oh cut gosh. you. Jesus Wait. Christ. Here, I think I hear it. No. It's approaching. It's getting louder. And Oliver Twist. It's really loud. Okay, so... Oh, wow. I can't hear anything now. Something that I love. It's actually um, in the weeks that we've been uh, recording this podcast and our friends and even friends of friends now are tuning in and listening and people have sent the kindest messages to me. People reposting um, things that we post, people sending the links to friends, people having their friends follow our Instagram page, getting shout outs on Twitter and Instagram from people. It just really means a lot. And that's something that I am currently obsessed with. I'm obsessed with the many supporters that we have so far. Thank you so much, guys. We love you and we're thankful for you. That's cute. Uh, switching gears to bro stuff. So something I'm currently obsessed with 
is I'm a fan of reality TV and I am currently on vacation and have been watching Hoarders. I know, I know, disgusting. I know. Everyone's going to be like, this is so disgusting. Go oh my God. somewhere away from here. But I have to tell you, I think the part of it that I'm everyone's getting instantly itchy. I get itchy. The part of it that I'm obsessed with is like, I don't understand like hoarding like as a like mental disorder, but also just watching the shit that people have in their house. And the animals and the bugs and the dead rats. All of it. I just like, I'm like, I don't know. I just can't look away. So I've basically been spending all of my vacation watching. You're disgusting. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Oh my god. Seasons of Hoarders. So yeah, that's that's what I've been watching. Because I like watching the before and then the after. Normally, when you're obsessed with a reality show and you tell me about it, I will watch it and become obsessed with it. Like I just love recommendations. Mm -hmm. But Hoarders is one of those things that I can't watch because it makes me itchy. And I even think back to my old social work life. I had clients who were hoarders. And that shit is not cute in person. Like, wearing a fucking hazmat suit and finding, like, cat corpses in the apartment and, like, dealing with someone who is willing to fight you because you want to throw away a piece of wood that's been in their apartment for, like, 30 years that has no meaning, but they've assigned some stupid sentimental value to it. I'm itching you just thinking about it. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. To more fun stuff, <laughs> I hear the waves crashing on the beach. So as I prepare for my Jamaican adventure, I have What's it called again? Dream Weekend coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been practicing whining every night. So Ooh. every night when I get home, I dance okay. for like 40 minutes. Like, the other night, I was, like, sweating. Like, my back was so... Like, I pulled Ooh. arm muscles. My knees have cracked. Like, I'm getting ready. <laughs> yeah. And also, it reminds me that I'm getting older. This should be probably my last year going to this event. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember the first year I went, it was, like, out of the blue. I bought my ticket, like, two days before. I just packed whatever clothing I had in my room. Oh, my God. And I went, and I danced for three days, and I came back to work. Wow. But now I'm, like, I've been preparing for this for, like, six months. And it's like my knees are cracking. And I'm just like... <laughs> you can't drop it. I can't drop it. And I'm like, I literally, like, practice how far I can drop and how long I can stay with my knees bent. But anyways, I've been practicing how to whine. Not how to whine. I know how to whine. But That's right. Hey. But hey. I like a more calculated whine where it's like I whine faster and then I'm able to do, like, tips and tricks. I uh, <laughs> Wait, what kind of tricks? Now I need to know. Yeah. Just like the way I move my waist and like whining in like a wide circle and like playing with more like with my feet and like you know being wow. able to like bounce faster to the beat. Oh yeah, you're a really good dancer. I you actually are. really enjoy watching you. Creep. Wait, actually, that sounds super it, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> As a person who goes to parties, and even if I go to, like, a dance hall party, I'm honestly going for, like, a DJ <laughs> because I'm not whining with you. But when you whine, it makes me happy because it's like, look at my girl go. And I'm just going to be over here with my two-step. But <laughs> I love your two-step. Thank you so much. You have the best two-step. Thank you so much. I'll do a variation. I mean, I can do, like, a basic whine. But when people start, like, isolating certain body parts... <laughs> 
And I'm like, no, when I'm whining, my whole body is moving. <laughs> my whole body is whining. You're so annoying. <laughs> like a spaghetti. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yes, literally, but like a spaghetti. Like Thank a you have, and you have a good booty. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Thank you. It's getting bigger. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder why. I've been. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Anywho. I'm living my best life. You are. You are. <laughs> Amen. Living Woo. my best life. In the words of Chance the Rapper and Cardi B. Yes. Best are. Um, but yeah, I've just been winding my waist this last few days to prepare for Dream Weekend so that I can dance to Fever and TikTok my waist to the beat. TikTok. I've even like recorded myself and like I'm just like, this is horrible. Oh, can you show us please? It's embarrassing. It's It's not my best work. But really? It's not. Because okay. I'm like, I was trying like a new trick. Can Can you just show <laughs> us? Show, I think I deleted Can you show oh. us now or do you need to hear the music? I'll show. You Will mean you I show have to this later? Or yeah. Can yeah. Video? No, like right now. Yeah, like what's the dance? trick? I no. want to see the trick. I'll show you off camera. I mean off voice. I won't <laughs> this out. I don't give a sh- Okay, fine. Fine. Please show it though okay. because I'm curious. Um, off camera. Off voice. So much to cut out right now. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. So now to close the church, we Amen. have Stella with her quote of the night. Sorry, side note. Speaking of church and TV, Greenleaf is coming back next month, August. Did anyone watch Greenleaf? No. No. Is it about church? Oh my god. It is about church and then some. It's amazing. But anyway, I don't know who made up this quote. Probably my Angelou. My thing is or Oprah, like just Sir John or Truth. Just anybody, anyone black. Okay? A strong black woman said this. Serena I know. Lee. I know for a fact a strong black woman Serena said Williams. this. Absolutely. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. When you know better, you do better. I am tired, tired of people saying I didn't know. We are grown adults. It is time that we inform ourselves so that we can do better. So. On that note, thank you for listening to Black Girls Drinking Wine. See you next time. Take care, y'all. Check your boobies in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Love you.